You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. A thunder of jets in an open sky, a streak of gray, and a cheerful... Ah! A loop, a whirl, and a vertical climb, and once again, you'll know it's time for the adventures of... Rocky and Bullwinkle and friends. Starring that supersonic speedster, Rocket J. Squirrel, with his pal Bullwinkle the Moose, and a host of others. Hurry, Bullwinkle! The show's about to start! Hello and welcome back to the Varmints Podcast, where every week we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet, one animal at a time. My name is Paul. I'm not an animal expert. And I'm Donna, and I'm wild about animals. Today's animal, (laughs) a listener request from Laura, the squirrels. But first, the news. This is Varmin's Headline News with your anchorman, some guy named Paul. Thank you, Matthew. Oh, PETA. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, or PETA as they are known, have apparently solved all the world's major animal problems, except for one. They've got a problem with the tabletop game Warhammer. Uh, They don't have a problem with the oversized guns, knives, and swords nor do they really have a problem with the fact that the male figurines are really heavily armored while the female figurines are very much less armored. Nope. They want Warhammer to stop putting fictional fur on their fictional little figurines. (laughs) (laughs) They don't seem to understand that animals are not endangered in the Warhammer world, right? (laughs) No. PETA, this is their official statement. PETA has written to Games Workshop CEO Kevin Roundtree asking that the leading British miniature wargaming brand ban fur garments from all Warhammer characters. While we appreciate that they are fictional, draping them in what looks like a replica of a dead animal sends the message that wearing fur is acceptable, when in fact it has no more place in 2017 than it would in the in the year 40,000. <laughs> What they really mean is PETA has written to Games Workshop CEO Kevin Roundtree saying, loop, 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 This isn't the first video game PETA has gone after. Previously, they've targeted other subversive, really violent, disturbing games like Minecraft and Cooking Mama and Farming Simulator and Pokemon. Pokemon? Oh, because Pokemon, Pokemon, because they're using uh, animals, animals that are fictional, (laughs) in battles. Fictional animals in battles, not acceptable. PETA reminds me of, like, political pundits who, when they're not getting enough attention, will say something outrageous just to get their name back in the news for a little while. Yeah. Well, it's like that problem of, uh, you know, when there's a genuine social injustice and you, you, you solve the low-hanging fruit problems, you start looking for nitpickities, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go after cooking, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, can I just mention also that yeah. the article says this is a universe that gave us a game that is literally about murdering endless hordes of giant bipedal rats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that's no problem. <laughs> Humans. And you'll be able to find a link to this news article along with pictures, links, and videos to go along with everything else we're talking about today at blazingcariboustudios.com slash squirrels. Well, let's learn about squirrels. The kingdom of animals is fascinating. Now I'm going to tell you about their behavior and living pattern. So come on. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? We're blathering about squirrels today. Squirrels are members of the family Skiridae. <laughs> Sound right? Did I nail it? I, yeah, sure. Skiridae, a family that includes small or medium-sized rodents. This is the first rodent we've ever had on the Varmints podcast. Uh, the squirrel family includes tree squirrels, ground squirrels, chipmunks, marmots, flying squirrels, and prairie dogs, amongst other rodents. We're going to have a very special prairie dog episode coming up uh, in a few weeks. I can't wait for that. It's going to be amazing. Squirrels are indigenous to the Americas, Eurasia, and Africa and they were introduced by humans into Australia. There's around 200 different species of squirrels around the world. And most of our listeners are probably going to be most familiar with gray squirrels and fox squirrels. If you live a little further north, you might see some red squirrels. And uh, squirrels have a very distinctive alarm call. And if you live around squirrels, this is going to sound really familiar. Yes, that is the sound of a squirrel telling you to go away. Go away! <laughs> They're amazing little critters. They are. They're kind of jerk faces. I mean... <laughs> and probably that big bushy tail is the thing that uh, is their most dominant, I don't know, noticeable quality. Yes. Squirrels flap their tails. They do it a lot. And uh, it turns out that it basically is pretty much universally a sign of annoyance all the time. <laughs> if, a, if a squirrel is flicking their tail at you, he's basically saying, Get out of here! Go away! <laughs> Squirrels are basically just annoyed with everything and everyone all the time. Yeah, and I was reading articles about like, their uh, calls. Most of their calls mean... Get out of here. This is mine. Go away. You know, <laughs> it's all basically pretty jerky stuff. Yes. And um, the study that I looked at was on uh, wild fox squirrels, and it was at Berkeley. So what they did is they tracked, the researchers tracked 22 wild fox squirrels, and they trained each one to perform a series of foraging tasks, So, which was done with food reinforcement. They put a food item, a walnut, or a piece of corn inside a box, and they led them to different ways of opening the lockboxes and kind of looked at what they would do if they got a walnut or a piece of corn. <laughs> 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 and when they got a piece of corn, they went bananas. They were like, ah! <laughs> flap, 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 flap. <laughs> Flick, 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 flick. When I was uh, when I first went back to college, Paul, I was not a graphic design student. I was a biology student originally. I really wanted to be an animal behaviorist, but I cannot do the required math for that degree, so that didn't work out. 
but I did have the uh, pleasure of taking a basic animal behavior class, and during that class we got to go and do a study on fox squirrels on the campus. And one of the studies, or the behavior we were looking at, was tail flapping. So, oh, wow. yeah, it was really cool. We learned how to fill out an ethogram, which is an animal study template. So we were counting tail flaps and the conditions under which they were flapping their tails. And we kind of found out that there was no condition in which they flapped their tail that was ever for anything positive at all. There was a <laughs> 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 They were always saying, get out of here, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here, you chump. This is mine. They're always flapping their tails. They so. are. They're constantly doing it, so they're constantly irritated at everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. One jumps on our fence in the back all the time, and he's always flapping his tail at our dogs. Flap, 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 flap. Nobody invited him. Yeah, I mean, come on. This isn't actually your property. They don't care. Get out of your own yard, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know from property. Tail flapping means they're irritated. Make no bones about it. Uh, the thing I looked up for this week is about their just basic anatomy and what they can, what they're able to do. Most people have noticed that squirrels can climb down trees head first. Yes. But what you may not know is how they do it. And it's because tree squirrels have ankle joints that are adapted to be really, really flexible. When a squirrel wants to climb down a tree, it can rotate its feet 180 degrees. It can dig its little claws into the trunk and it can hang from its back legs. In human terms, this would mean that you could rotate your feet around until they were pointing completely backwards without moving your the rest of your leg, your knee, or anything else. <laughs> Weirdos. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> That's so weird. It is. Sometimes squirrels, they'll even hang by their back legs and swing like a bat. The ones we have in our backyard, they'll do this in the morning. They'll they'll hang off the fence or off the palm tree, and probably they're what they're doing is stretching their backs when they do this. Oh, interesting. Well, I've seen them definitely hanging to get to bird feeders and stuff like that, you know. Yes, and that's how they can do that. That's why you gotta grease the pole. You gotta put your <laughs> put your bird feeder up on a pole, and then you grease it down with some Vaseline so that they can't. And if you've ever seen a video of a squirrel trying to get up that pole. <laughs> It's really funny. <laughs> There's no end to the amount of squirrel-proof bird feeder videos on, like, YouTube and stuff. And some of them are a little bit cruel. Some of them will, like, fling the squirrel about 20 feet away. But some of them are, are pretty entertaining to watch, especially when they grease the pole or put a slinky on the bottom of the pole. Yes. They'll grab the slinky and it'll just dump them on the ground. That's pretty great. <laughs> Uh, squirrels have really sharp claws. I forget what it is. I think they have four toes on their front paws or feet or whatever they're called, and then five on the back. Uh-huh. They can dig their claws in with all four legs so that they have a really good grip on a tree or whatever they're they're climbing on, unless, it, unless it's covered in grease. Right. They can climb along the underside of a branch if they need to. Right. They can jump from a standstill about 20 feet. Now, the world record for a human long jump is about 29 feet, but that's like a top-level athlete running at top speed and training for this moment all his life. And then squirrels can just go boing and go 20 feet. Wow. They can fall from about 60 feet in the air without any injury whatsoever. Wow. In human terms, that's not possible. No. One of my first jobs was cleaning windows. Right. And uh, I was told on one of the first days that I worked that 
if you fall, anything beyond three stories doesn't really matter. You're probably going to die. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> or get really, really hurt. So their advice to you was don't fall. <laughs> don't fall. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a good idea. Just don't do it. <laughs> so basically, squirrels have like little superhero powers. Yes, they are. They're little squirrely superheroes. I wonder if there's a superhero based on a squirrel. Hmm. All right, disclaimer time. The Varmints Podcast knows it's not fair to compare animal intelligence to human intelligence, but then we only really have the yardstick of ourselves to go by, so we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> so when our listener Laura recommended this animal to us, she also mentioned that uh, she gives squirrels a 2 on a scale of 1 to 10 as far as intelligence. Why 2? Because, I mean... I mean, what? first of all, what's one? Is it an amoeba? Or what are we talking about for one? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. We've never I don't know. talked we about what one is. <laughs> we haven't run across a one yet. Probably some sort of really primitive life form. Um, she gave him a two because she, like me, she lives in Florida. And the squirrels down here, if you're driving along, they'll run out in front of your car, which is fine because they're pretty quick. They'll get to the other side of the road where they're safe, and then it's like something in their little squirrel brain goes, oh, hey, I forgot something, and they'll double back. Right. And they'll get into your lane, and you either drive over them, and you look in your rear view mirror, and they're they're doing like a little breakdancing thing in the middle of the road. Right. Or thump, thump with both tires, and they're gone. So she said a, a two because they don't know how to get out of the way of a car. Well, I'm going to respectfully disagree with Laura and say five, because as we mentioned earlier, there was a study run where they had them open locked boxes. So I kind of feel like if you can solve a puzzle, your four or five is, is where you need to be. So that's Is determination the same thing as intelligence, though? Well, that's the question, isn't it? When we talk about intelligence, what are we talking about exactly? Right. Um, but um, as far as problem solving is concerned, they seem to be able to do that. But figuring out how far a car is away from them seems like something that maybe they just aren't adapted to figure out. So, Right. You know, I was going to give him a five, but then actually I've had the same experience as her. I've killed a lot of squirrels, unfortunately, with my car. Yeah. So but I think that might not have anything to do with their intelligence rather than just their ability to do that fast math of... <laughs> where the alien thing in the environment is and what it is. Because, I mean, it's not like they kind of adapted to have to get around cars, right? How long have cars right. been around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She actually lowered my score from a five to a three. Three and a half, maybe. Well, I'm going to just go ahead and firmly stick at five because I think they are pretty, you know, they're pretty bright little problem solvers. So I'm just going to say five. Fair enough. But I can see why you would why you would give them a three. The squirrels are going to email us. We're brilliant. Shut up. <laughs> Dear idiots, how dare you? <laughs> and they will flap their tails so hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about pop culture and some other stuff. But first, this message. Sean Burns and I, Curie Sims, bring you The Occasional Show, released every Friday to your podcatcher. We usually have some random topics that don't always fit our other podcast formats. So on this podcast, we cover the in-depth interviews 
pop culture, and dare I say, politics, all with an open format to talk about whatever fits the occasion. You can download us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and on occasion, catch us on YouTube. So catch us each week and come hang out with The Occasional Show. And now for something completely different. Hey, you know, me and Donna, we're just a couple of nerds just like you, and we don't see animals up close and in person very often. So let's talk a little bit about where we see them most of the time on movies, TV, and video games. So I want to talk about the internet superstar, the little Danish squirrel, the red squirrel, Tintin. He is adorable. He is a um, a red squirrel, a European red squirrel. So they're, those are the guys that are really rich ginger color and they have the little red tufts of hair on their ears. Yes. And they're kind of itty bitty. Tintin was, he was a baby. He fell out of his little squirrel nest and hurt himself really badly. He fell from the fourth floor of this guy's building. So it was obviously more than 60 feet. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know why that's funny. (laughs) Well, because we were talking about how bouncy they are earlier. Well, this guy apparently wasn't. He got a pretty serious uh, chest wound. And his... His... (laughs) What are you laughing at? Are you laughing at me with the tail flapping thing still? (laughs) No, I'm I'm laughing at this poor squirrel getting a chest wound and falling. I'm uh, I'm a terrible person. (laughs) Go on. I'm sorry. (laughs) Should I start over? (laughs) Because this is pretty serious. You can't be laughing at a poor injured baby squirrel. Oh, he's so cute. No. They made a little sweater for him and everything. <laughs> okay, no, go on. I'll, we'll figure this out. I'll, uh, I'll calm down. The mama squirrel came down, checked him out, and was like, ah, kid's a goner, and she just left him. <laughs> so the guy was like, well, I better see what I can do. And he contacted his vet and the wildlife preservation um, organization there locally for advice on what to do. And uh, his cat, Coco, like sort of picked up the little baby squirrel and started cleaning him off and, <laughs> and cleaning his chest wound. And the guy was like, oh, gosh. Oh. So with the advice of the wildlife authorities, they figured out how to treat him, how to um, uh, how to raise him, how to give him milk and stuff and, and take care of him just like a little pet and they made little sweaters for him out of socks to uh which was a bad move if you were ever (laughs) intending not to have this squirrel in your home forever you should never make him a little sweater they were like oh it was for covering up his 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 little wound so he wouldn't scratch it and get the bandage off which is completely understandable but the problem is that when you put the little sweater on, you anthropomorphize him, and now he yep. looks like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's pictures of him with a little bottle. And so I don't know if the guy knew right away that he was doomed, but he totally was. <laughs> so it's not legal in uh, Denmark oh, to have a wild squirrel for a pet, but he got a special license because this little squirrel is, because he was taken care of by a cat. <laughs> so you might think he's a cat I don't know uh, he was taken care of by a cat and by a human he doesn't 
I think, know that he's a squirrel, really. So they were like, yeah, he's not going to survive more than 24 hours on his own. So you're done. You, <laughs> congratulations, you have a squirrel. So, and that's how you get stuck with a squirrel. Yes. So <laughs> luckily, he's a really sweet little animal, unlike oh, the majority God. of other squirrels that we've been talking about. He's not a tail flapper. I don't see him flapping his tail quite a bit. There's lots of videos of Tintin the Squirrel. He keeps him on a little harness, um, mostly for his own safety. And what's really silly is that the little squirrel won't leave the house without his harness on. Oh, my goodness. He thinks he's a pet, you know. He's, he's like, <laughs> well, come on, is. put it on, a harness, let's go, you know. So oh boy. he keeps him on the harness because he thinks he would actually just keep coming back. And I think he would from what it looks like on the videos. But... He really likes his human, right? Um, yeah. But there's predators like hawks and owls and things in their little area. So, you know, it's fine. He He's a pet. He has a little harness. Yes. <laughs> it's fine. But anyway, he's adorable. He's crazy adorable. Yeah, he is. A uh, little sound clip here of one of the videos. This is uh, Tintin giving a, a bath or a shower. Yeah, he's giving him a little... Well, he says it's a shower, but I mean, he's, he's just putting the water on him by hand, so... All right, let's take a listen. What I'm doing is just take medium, not too hot, not too cold, dog body temperature, no biting. I was just nibbling my hand. It's not actually biting. No, 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 easy, easy. Just pure water, no soap or anything. That's not necessary. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. That's a little creepy. <laughs> it's it's cuter <laughs> video to watch than to listen to, probably. But absolutely, you're just giving him hell, right? He's just <laughs> yeah. yelling at him. Stop it! Uh, clearly hates the water. <laughs> it's not a happy squirrel. <laughs> but he's happy the rest of the time. So. Adorable, but I would caution our listeners if you think that it would be a great idea to have a squirrel for a pet, maybe not such a great idea, even if it's legal in your area. I mean, this guy gets up, he says that um, the idea that, that squirrels don't have feelings, attachments, and loyalty and prefer to be a lone animal doesn't apply to Tintin. So when you get a squirrel and they bond to you, it's kind of like they're just kind of glued to you forever because mm -hmm. they attach. A squirrel for a pet might not be a good idea, but you know what is a good idea? Hmm. A superhero based on a squirrel. Yes. Doreen Green. She's a high school student. She's a total nerd. She loves comic books and math, and she geeks out over superheroes, and she's a superhero herself. She's called Squirrel Girl. Yay! She is in the Marvel comics. She's a mutant. She has several traits that are similar to or usually associated with squirrels. Uh, she can, she's very, very strong. She can lift between, it says between 800 pounds and 25 tons. That's quite a range. Uh, Squirrel Girl can leap several stories. She has small claws on each finger so that she can grip and climb. She has a retractable knuckle spike that can carve through solid wood. And this is my favorite. 
Squirrel Girl has a big, bushy, three-foot-long, semi-prehensile tail, like a squirrel, that she can use to cover opponent's eyes or wrap around herself for warmth. But when she's a civilian, she tucks it into her pants, and she just tells everybody that she has a nice butt. (laughs) (laughs) So I've never, I've heard of Squirrel Girl, but I've never seen her in action in a cartoon or anything. Does she flap her tail when she's irritated? You know, I didn't notice. (laughs) (laughs) It's there, but it's just there to remind you that she's Squirrel Girl, because otherwise she looks pretty much just like a regular girl with buck teeth. Right. Um, (laughs) Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and she has an army of squirrels. She's kind of like Aquaman, except with squirrels. That's awesome. She can talk to them and tell them to attack or sabotage equipment or distract people or whatever. She has her own little squirrel army. And can you imagine them threatening the villain? Flick, 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 flick. Chitter, chitter, chitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified. She can heal at an accelerated rate. She has pouches on her belt that are full of nuts for energy. She eats nuts. That's a little, a little on the nose. Mm. She has a set of Deadpool trading cards to help her out. They're educational trading cards written by Deadpool called Deadpool's Guide to Supervillains. <laughs> nice. So she can pull it out and go, ah, the weasel. He has the powers of a weasel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or whatever. I don't know who all the supervillains are because I only know the movies. So It seems like Squirrel Girl is a really bad idea for a superhero. And indeed, when they created Squirrel Girl, it was just supposed to be a one-time thing and they were never going to bring her back. But then I guess they thought, hey, wouldn't it be funny if she was actually able to defeat some villains? Right. And uh, so, yeah, Squirrel Girl has defeated Doctor Doom, Mandarin, Thanos, Deadpool, Wolverine, most of the Avengers, uh, including Spider-Man and Captain America, and a whole bunch of other villains that I've never even heard of. And in this clip, she defeats Juggernaut. Drop the money, Scuzz Bucket, or face the wrath of Squirrel Girl. You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me! I know, right? Let's get out of here, Aunt May! You gonna stop me, little girl? You and what army? Um, this one! <laughs> Tippy Toe! Mr. Lieberman! Go get that juggernaut! <laughs> That's actually pretty creepy, an army of squirrels ripping you apart. That's sort of nasty and gross and horrible, isn't it? But I love that she has the wrath of Squirrel Girl. Isn't that great? Can you imagine her just like, the face the wrath of Squirrel Girl. Flick, 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 flick. <laughs> Put that thing back in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I want to see Squirrel Girl in a Marvel Comics movie or on Netflix or just somewhere where she doesn't belong, like Luke Cage or something. I want to see just random Squirrel Girl pop up. That would be amazing yeah the more serious and dark the superhero (laughs) the better it is for her to make an appearance would you eat squirrel sure yeah in fact there's a uh i would try it i I don't know if i'd make it a part of my regular diet 
But uh, I found a, a, a cookbook by Sylvia Bashline. It's called The Bounty of the Earth Cookbook, published in 1994. It features a dozen recipes for squirrel, <laughs> including curried fried squirrel, fricasseed squirrel, squirrel cakes, and squirrel and broccoli casserole. She recommends a white Zinfandel with squirrel dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. Squirrel is on my bucket list of things that I want to eat. I would love to eat squirrel. <laughs> I don't know if I'm desperate to eat squirrel, but I would, you know, I would try it. Sure. I think that's the first animal we've talked about that we've given our seal of approval to, both of us. We would both eat squirrel. <laughs> Get in my belly! Come on! Yeah, but it's on go. your bucket list, and I'm like, I could take it or leave it, you know. Donna? Yes. Is your brain a repository of useless information just like mine is? Indeed. Well, let's help everybody <laughs> win that next trivia night or just sound smarter than the rest of the room with the Animal Fact of the Week. You know, if you live in the suburbs or somewhere more rural that has a lot of trees, squirrels are going to be an everyday sight. But squirrels aren't scavengers. Their diets are pretty picky and they're not going to get into your trash cans. So big cities are kind of not the kinds of places that squirrels are naturally going to be attracted to. However, if you go to Central Park in New York or parks in New Haven, Connecticut, Harvard Yard in Boston, or maybe Franklin Square in Philadelphia, you're going to see some squirrels. How did they get there? All those squirrels were introduced by humans in the late 1800s. There was a study that was done by a professor at the University of Pennsylvania, and he explained in the Journal of American History that the movement to fill the parks with squirrels was related to the idea that you want to have things of beauty in the city, but it was also part of a much broader ideology that says that nature in the city is essential to maintaining people's health and sanity mm -hmm. and to providing leisure opportunities for workers who can't travel outside the city. So these squirrels were possibly the only wildlife that the workers in the city would ever see. And uh, we'll give you a link to a really good article in the show notes so that you can read a little bit more about it. It's super interesting. That's great. And that's interesting because now there's squirrels everywhere, all over the place, every city in the world, right? Yep. Or in the United Absolutely. States. I don't know about the world, but it's definitely interesting. Urban wildlife is an interesting topic, and we're going to discuss that in detail at a point in the future. What was your animal fact of the week? My animal fact of the week is the gray squirrel invasion in Britain. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so in the east coast, there's that large gray squirrel, um, and they survive on, they're like, they can eat everything. They can feed on nuts, flower seeds, fruit, tree bark, fungus, bird eggs, styrofoam. Um, you know, whatever. <laughs> if it exists in the world, a gray squirrel can eat it. And unfortunately, they escaped from a zoo in England somewhere um, during the 19th century, and they have just dominated the, the population out there. And they are putting the red squirrel, the little red squirrel like Tintin is, they mm -hmm. are, they've taken over the territory so much that that little red squirrel is now endangered <laughs> because can i just say something really quick yes if you run a zoo and one of your exhibits is squirrels you have a lame zoo not really in the 19th century <laughs> though don't you think oh 19th century yeah. might be. that's okay all right never mind continue <laughs> i mean it might be now but what if your squirrel is i mean what if it's a different kind of squirrel than you have in your area right so 
Um, sure. Yeah. So these guys were, <laughs> but they still have a pretty. I mean, it was still a bad zoo if they weren't able to contain their squirrel, right? So, like, contain you know, your squirrel. Contain man. your squirrel. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Especially because now they like run around. They're they're the, like big bullies. They just take over a whole area. This is my area, and the little red squirrels are like, what? <laughs> but so what the problem is is that the little red squirrel is he likes to he's he's really specific. He likes to eat stuff in coniferous trees, right? Uh, they like con- conifer forests and stuff, so. Because they don't eat as much stuff, and the gray squirrel can eat the same stuff as them, plus everything else in the universe, they <laughs> and they're larger and they can survive the cold winters better. Um, they are just taken over like crazy, and there's there's different methods to try to solve the problem. They're actually in Italy as well. Um, in Italy, they offer offer rewards for gray squirrel tails. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, um, but that's not the best. Um, strategy to try to control their numbers. So what they're trying to do instead, everywhere the problem exists, is planting more conifer, conifer trees. So that's one thing they can help with. But the problem is the grays can eat that stuff too. So another thing they've been doing is putting special food hoppers um, that allow feeding by the red squirrel because it's pretty light. They've just managed to um, make the box that only the little red squirrel can get into it and the gray squirrel can't. And then they're trying to captive breed to reintroduce them to, to hope, you know, that they can reintroduce them and, and take the gray population down. But, yeah, the gray squirrel is a big old bully that eats anything and just takes over everywhere it touches over there. So Wow. Yeah. So Neat. Yeah. Incredible. Neat. Sad, but neat. So interesting animal facts. If you eat more wonder- things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And Italy or wherever takes those squirrel tails and they give them to Warhammer and then Warhammer puts them on the figurines. You know that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peta. Oh, Peta. <laughs> now, if the listeners ever wonder where we stand on animal rights, now they know. Peta stinks. We love animals and we like their rights, but I'm we're not Peta fans. So, nope. sorry if that if that if that makes you mad. We apologize, but. Unsubscribe. There you go. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, that's a bit. That's it. That's a bit. That's a bit. That's a bit. That's the bit. <laughs> Do you have anything else for squirrels this week? No. Except they're uh, very squirrely. They're. <laughs> <laughs> this whole show has been squirrely. Oh my this god! This whole day weird. has been squirrely. Squirrely day. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for putting up with us. Uh, the Varmints <laughs> Podcast is produced by me, Paul Chomo. And me, Donna Hume. You can find me at, at tiny underscore rage and at dystopia tiny rage dot my portfolio dot com. With technical support by Matthew Chomo and music by Kevin McLeod. Go to blazingcariboustudios.com slash varmints for links to the audio and our show notes for today's episode. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at Varmints Podcast, all one word. Varmints Podcast at gmail.com for questions, comments, stories, and suggestions. And we would love it if you took the time to leave us a nice review on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts from. Thanks again for listening, and until next time... Be nice to animals! That's a bit. 
<risa> flick, 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 flick. <risa> You've been listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Blazing Caribou Studios.